right, hey, what is going on, everybody? What is happening? What is up? Good morning, I should say. Good afternoon, and I should say good evening to all of you. It is, what is it? Wednesday. Wednesday, my morning, where I'm at. Uh, real quick, public service announcement. If you hear any background noise, that's my lunatic new neighbor next door who's vacuuming her front yard. I'm not saying mowing. I'm not saying using a leaf blower. <laughs> okay? That's what's going on. <laughs> so if you hear anything, uh, I don't know. Just take it up with her. All right. I thought I'd do is jump into the headlines right now, real quick. Let's see what's going on here. Let me pull this up real quick. Joe Biden is speaking at the UN. I didn't see this coming. I don't know how this is turning out. I just tuned into it. Let's let's pull this up real quick and see what's going on here. See what he's talking about. Enshrined in the UN Charter, in our own country, and around the world. And, Let me uh, end with this. You know... This institution, <laughs> guided by the UN Charter <laughs> and the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, is at its core. I don't know what he's rambling about, but I'm just noticing. The reason I'm laughing is because if you look in the background behind Biden, um, you got all the members of the UN, whoever the hell they are. They're behind him uh, with masks on. <laughs> and so are the, it looks like. Looks like the two Marines that were behind him in that, that bizarre horror show he put on that one speech he had. They're wearing masks, too. I don't get that. I don't know why they're wearing masks. Um, he's supposedly the leader of the free world, and he says the pandemic's over. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess they're not listening to him, so they don't pay too much mind to what he's saying. And uh, they're wearing their masks, so I don't know. Enduring peace, comedy among nations. Okay. Equal rights for every member of the human family. Cooperation for the advancement of all humankind. I guess he's talking about human My rights. Leaders, the challenges we face today are great indeed. Oh, God. But our capacity is greater. Our commitment must be greater still. Hmm. So let's stand together to again declare the unmistakable resolve that uh. nations of the world are united still. That we stand for the values of the UN Charter. That we still believe by working together we can bend the arc of history toward a freer and more just world for all our children, although none of us have fully achieved it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to get into Biden and what he's saying. I'm, I'm sure we'll pick up on that later on. All right, so, yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some headlines, see what's going on this morning. I'll dip in with Biden, if anything funny comes up. It's pretty strange about it. I, I, I'm as I'm watching Biden talk. I guess he's over with now. Yeah, he's all done. On behalf of the General Assembly, I wish to thank the President of the United States of America for the statement just made, and I request the protocol to escort His Excellency. His Excellency. <laughs> he did not say that. <laughs> he did not say Excellency. No way. All right. Well, enough of Biden. I'm not really too thrilled about his stupid ass. Uh, what is going on in the world? Oh, first off, man, it was pretty wild where I'm at. We actually had a rainstorm that blew through real quick yesterday. It was pretty wild. It brought out all my neighbors. 
And, uh, you know, I think on what I'll do is I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll post a picture of it. We started getting lightning, thunder, a serious heavy downpour, uh, downpour and hail. And we don't get that too often around here. I don't know. I, I live in the valley now, so I don't know how weather is really too much around here. But in the bay, in the immediate Bay Area by the shore, we don't get weather like this too much. But it was pretty interesting. It brought a lot of people out of, you know, when, when there's a rain event going on, people come out. And they came out in numbers. It, it was pretty impressive, though. The, the hail surprised me. So, I don't know. I, I'll put it up on Twitter and you guys check it out. All right. What's going on in the world? Going to jump all over the place. Hey, real quick before I get started, also, go check out uh, the video I released from yesterday's pod, or not yesterday, the day before, Monday, Monday's podcast of the guy with the hatchet going around in New York in the McDonald's and swinging it. I did a video on that. It's over on Rumble. Uh, the link you'll find over on Twitter at the Real WOD. Go check that out real quick if you would, and subscribe and hit the notification bell and all that good stuff. All right. All right, to the headlines. First thing jumps out. says, Russia-Ukraine war. Putin declares partial military mobilization. Um, Putin is warning the West. A threat to resort to nuclear weapons, not a bluff. Putin is admitting his previous threats were hollow by saying this is not a bluff. I I don't know what the... I guess he's threatening to blow up that nuclear plant. Maybe I should go check this out real quick. I don't know if this is a reactionary thing or an opinion piece. I have no idea. Hopefully, I don't get hit with an advert. I, I don't know. I don't know how to control the adverts. I really don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to even apologize for it anymore. If you hear the weird sounds, that's what that is. Um, it just says right here. President Vladimir Putin on Wednesday ordered Russia's first mobilization since World War II, warning the West that if it continued, what he called its nuclear blackmail. Moscow would respond with the might of all its vast arsenal. Now that's a lot of damage! Jesus. Are we really going there? I mean, what are we really doing? We're, we're in a proxy war with the guys. I mean, we're providing weaponry and stuff like that. I guess, I, th- I think what has happened, because I've been hearing there's been a lot of um, retreating by the Russians... They're backing off, I guess, in the eastern part of the, the country. I don't know. And, and one one particular area, region, or province, whatever you call it. And I think Ukraine made some progress, and I think that pissed off Vladimir, embarrassed him, stro- you know, really shot down his ego. <laughs> and so uh, I guess now he's threatening nuclear war. I mean, is, is that what we're saying here? Is that what he's saying? Just says the euro tumbled to a two-week low against the dollar. European stock market slipped. Investors piled into safe haven bonds, pushing yields on German and U.S. government debt down. The S&P 500, after the open, had gained 22.46 points, or uh, just uh, just over a half a percent, to 3,878.39. So that's interesting. I don't know, man. I mean, again, let's save our money. Let's not even go there. You know what I mean? I'm done. I'm done with the spending and helping the Ukrainians. I mean, if they're winning the war, they're winning the the war. That's cool. You know, 
But I mean, Europe's got to throw in the money, man. Not the U.S. We, we don't have it. <laughs> we're right. We're, we're literally writing checks our asses won't be able to cash, or our future generations won't be able to cash. So mm, this is pretty funny. It says, uh, "Oh, did you hear this one about this Texas sheriff?" That wants to investigate Ron DeSantis and, and I guess maybe even his own governor, Abbott. Hmm. It says right here. This is off of Fox News. It just says, uh, Texas Sheriff investigating DeSantis says Americans should embrace a migrant surge. Give them jobs. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't want to do that. We already have plenty of people looking for work. At least uh, the normal people do. The social, the young twenty-something socialist. They, I'm not even going to go there. It just says Bexar County Sheriff Javier Salazar, who opened a criminal investigation this week into into migrant flights to Martha's Vineyard, said Tuesday that the solution to the ongoing migrant crisis is to open up more legal pathways for people to come to the into the U.S. No, 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 no. I don't know where Bexar County is. I'm I'm just going to take a wild guess that that's part of Austin, Texas, because that's the only real blue area of Texas. That's where all the lunatics live, or at least the, the majority of liberals live in, in that region near Austin. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe that's where Bexar is at. And this guy's just running his mouth, you know, appeasing to the leftists in Austin. By saying stupid shit like that. <laughs> Let's give the migrants jobs. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. That's what we want to do. We want to encourage more people to come into Texas. I don't know, man. Can can Greg Abbott fire that guy? <laughs> I mean, talk about incompetency and putting your, your people at risk. You know, your own citizens at risk by saying stupid shit like that. Oh, God, the adverts are jumping all over the place. Just says, quoting, at some point you're going to have to embrace that this is happening to a certain extent, I would say, look, you've got people who want to work, and you've got a shortage of workers, he told CNN on Tuesday. No, it's not a shortage of workers. It's just a bunch of slackers are getting away with doing nothing. That's all you got. You just got a bunch of slackers. And what, Austin, Texas, there's a whole bunch of, like, you know, college kids down there that don't do shit, right? Austin's pretty whacked from my understanding. Kind of like a Berkeley. <laughs> Quoting, hire these folks. Give them an opportunity to work legally and then make sure that the employers that are employing them are doing it the right way and paying them correctly. And then they're, and then here's the catch. Tax them on it. How about this? I have a novel idea. How about we go after the employers that are employing illegal aliens? And tax the fuck out of them. Or no, let's just imprison them. Let's prosecute them. Because when you think about it, they're accessories to crime. Facilitating illegal immigration. They're all part of it. I don't know. Just just my theory. Salazar, a Democrat, said that some migrants should be denied if the vetting process determines that they have a criminal or terrorist background. <laughs> The moment they, st I, I said it a million times, the moment they put one foot on American soil, they're committing a felonious federal crime. All right, so you're facilitating crime. 
I don't care if they have good intentions. They still committed an illegal act by coming into our country. All right. So, Mr. Sheriff, what, what, what the hell is his name? Give the stupid ass a, a shout out. Javier Salazar. I think maybe if you're allowing this to happen, you should be prosecuted by the Attorney General of Texas, whoever he may be. I don't know his name right off the top. It says, but people who, who just want to do a hard day's work for a hard day's pay, bring them on in and let's put them to work, he told CNN. He noted that migrants could be hired to reduce restaurant wait times in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, he's in San Antonio? The seat of Bexar County and a major tourist destination due to Alamo and the Riverwalk. I don't think he's going to be sheriff too much longer, I don't, unless he's just appeasing to the vote to the liberal voters. I don't know. That sounds like a fail to me. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know how the politics work down there in, in Texas. My understanding is they're primarily conservative-minded in that state. I don't know. Uh Joe Biden speaks at UN amid fears Russia could use nuclear weapons in Ukraine. We just heard a little bit of that. I don't know, man. I'd be hearing Joe Biden saying one thing like, if China was going to hit Taiwan, that he was, he said he would help Taiwan defend themselves. But then you got a bunch of puppeteers in his administration saying they're, they're walking back on that statement saying, no, 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 he's all wrong. <laughs> so I don't know. It's pretty wild, man. I, I, I don't know, man. That, that that doesn't give me any confidence when you have an administration like that. That is literally you know, going against the president's word. The so-called president. Let's make that loud and clear. Uh, CNBC and Politico. Trump has failed to show he declassified docs seized from Mar-a-Lago. DOJ tells appeals court. Special Masters to Trump's lawyers, quoting, you can't have your cake and eat it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get into that. I, I think that's just a big fucking setup. Leave the guy alone. <laughs> but they're not. Uh, here's one. Ex-Minneapolis police officer sentenced to three years in George Floyd's murder. Hmm. That's interesting. It says, uh, ex-Minneapolis cop Thomas Lane sentenced to three years for manslaughter in George Floyd's death. One of four Minneapolis police officers at the scene of George Floyd's death learned his sentence on manslaughter charges on Wednesday. Thomas Lane, who already pleaded guilty to the state charge of aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter in the killing of Floyd, was sentenced to three years. He was already serving a two-and-a-half-year federal sentence for violating Floyd's civil rights. Fox 9 Minneapolis reported that Wednesday's sentencing means no additional jail time for Lane. So, I guess he gets an extra conviction, but he won't do no more jail time. And the adverts keep jumping out. I would love to show this shit on, on video, but all these adverts, they, they cleverly put onto the website. I, I, I know I always complain about it, but Jesus Christ. How much more do we have to go through with <laughs> these motherfuckers? Oh, in reaching a plea deal with Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison's office, he agreed to 
plead guilty to aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter under the contingency that he get a three-year state sentence (laughs) to be served at the same time as the federal sentence. Jesus, the adverts. The whole screen just keeps going up and down. How do you get rid of these things? Anybody out there know how to get rid of these adverts? These pop-ups? The shit that makes the the page jump up and down? I know I keep complaining, but my God, man. It's got a picture of him. A mugshot. Doesn't look too happy. So, he just got an extra conviction. But I guess he's, he's going to sit in there for a couple more months and then they'll cut him loose if he does. I think, in, what is it? Like, you do your time like two thirds on good behavior. You, you get the hell out early or something like that. I don't know. That's Minneapolis, Minnesota. I don't know how their law works. Uh,. I'm going to check out New York Post real quick. Hmm. Grandfather pleads as teen is suspected in murder of granddaughter football player. Oof. I don't know about that. Missouri radio host goes on cruel rant against stunned co-host. <laughs> Nikki Haley blasts the view... The Views host Sonny Hostin as racist. Yeah, that, that chick is crazy. I hear she's like, a, I don't know, where the hell did she come from? Is she like an attorney or something like that? I don't, I don't know. Hold on a second, let me check this out. Well, it, it does have video. I guess we'll take a listen to it. I guess this is Sonny Houston, Hostin, whatever. I guess she, she, they have some video of her, I guess, slamming Nikki Haley. Says Nikki Haley lashed out at the View co-host Sonny Host and calling her a racist for accusing the former UN ambassador of acting like a chameleon and shielding her Indian heritage behind a fake name. <laughs> Host in 53. She's 53? That's pretty damn good for 53. His real name is Asuncion Cummings Hostin. Made the controversial remarks Tuesday during a panel discussion about potential presidential candidates for the 2024 election. Political pundit Alyssa Farrah Griffin was saying she would love to see Haley and Liz Cheney challenge Donald Trump for the White House. <laughs> when Hostin interjected, slamming the former governor of South Carolina as a chameleon, as Fox Digital reported. All right, let's take a look at this. Got some video. Let's take a listen and see what they got to say. I remind everybody that The View is a trashy-ass show. I do not like the show. I've watched maybe... I used to watch it actually when it first came out in the afternoon because I worked at night and I'd be home during the afternoon and I would have to see it. You know, there's nothing else on except soap operas and shit like this, but now it's just total trash. Let's take a listen. You got Whoopi, Joy Behar, and a bunch of three unknowns I don't know nothing about. Let's take a listen to this, see what they say. Haley was an incredibly effective governor of South Carolina. There are some some of us that can be chameleons and decide not to embrace our ethnicity so that we can pass. Sonny, I don't think that's fair. You go by a different name. (laughs) I didn't want to be the one to say it. Most Americans can't pronounce Asuncion because of the undereducation. I don't don't know. They do this interjecting shit. New York Post does this interjecting stuff that it, it annoys the fuck. That, you know, you hear the music. Looks like Nikki Haley had re- replied on Twitter. It says, thanks for your concern, Sonny. 
it's racist of you to judge my name. Nikki is an Indian name and is on my birth certificate. And I'm proud of that. What's sad is the left's hypocrisy towards conservative minorities. By the way, last I checked, Sonny, isn't your birth name? I don't know. And it stops right there. <laughs> I guess that's that name I just mentioned. I don't know what it's going to say here. Jump through this. Boy, that is annoying music. What the fuck is wrong with New York Post? Yeah, it's just a bunch of pop-ups. It also says Haley, who is an Indian-American, was born in South Carolina under the name Nimrata Nikki and has gone by her middle name since at least high school. So she's Indian. Not Native American Indian. I believe she's Indian from uh, East Asia. I guess that's where it would be in the region. <laughs> She later added, what is her real name again? Haley was born in Bamberg, South Carolina in 72 and was given the name Nimrata Nikki. She has gone by her middle name, which is roughly translated from Hindu as Little One, since at least high school, according to published reports. Griffin pointed out that, quote, a lot of people don't go by their actual real names. And she later brought up the fact that Haley has been known as Nikki since childhood. Who cares? I mean, do we really care about this? And it does have, a, here's a, something from Twitter. I guess it's from the, what's this from? The Views website? I don't know. Let's take a listen and see what this is all about. Nikki Haley was an incredibly effective governor of South Carolina. Again? There, some, there are some of by. us that can be chameleons and decide not to embrace our ethnicity so that we can pass. Sonny, so I don't think that's don't fair. You go by a different name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to be the one to say it. Most Americans can't pronounce Asuncion because of the undereducation. Fuck that show. I can't believe that show's still on. What's that, ABC? They're owned by Disney, a bunch of wokesters. Give me a break, man. It's fucking nuts. Check this story out, though. This is coming from Fox 11 LA. Uh, the story is precisely coming from Sherman Oaks. It's reported by Gina Silva of Fox 11. Anyhow, the title is Homeless Man Caught on Video Throwing Feces at LA Business Owner. <laughs> All right. So let me go ahead and put this up. Uh... It's a pretty incredible story. What you're going to hear is a couple of business owners. You're going to see some graphic footage, so be warned of that. It's blurred out, but still, it's just incredible what's going on here. I, I just don't know why people didn't get rid of Gascon. I don't know why police aren't doing anything about this, but it seems like the only alternative for these business owners is to um, call a news station. Because obviously the police don't do a damn thing. Let's go ahead. I'm going to play this. Let me, let me kind of set you up for it real quick. Just says a, an, a Los Angeles homeless man has been captured on video hurling his own feces at a business owner who blasted city officials for not caring about the growing transient crisis. Paul Scrivano, owner of the Blue Dog Beer Tavern near Ventura Boulevard and Sherman Oaks, shared footage of the pantless man throwing a bag of waste on the hood of his car, quoting, Every day it's like one flew over the cuckoo's nest, Scarvino told Fox 11 on Tuesday, of the unhoused individuals who frequent the area around his tav tavern. First off, let's quit calling them unhoused. Let's call them mental cases. Let's call them bums. Let's call them homeless. Whatever happened to that word, homeless, there's nothing wrong with that. 
but you got these woke asses they want to be compassionate so we got to call them unhoused <laughs> no they're bums all right uh literally a psych ward he says scovina said one man in particular openly defecates on ventura boulevard quoting Every single morning, I'm wiping that off my property before I have to do business, Scorvino said. And there's the picture of the guy, as you can see. This is uh, Fox 11, L.A. Again, her name is Gina Silva. Uh, in Sherman Oaks reporting, take a listen to this. It's, it's really incredible. Incredible. The video is just shocking. You're, you're going to see all kinds of wacky people and all kinds of shit. Check this out. Business owners say they've had enough. They've reached out to the police, to their city council representative, and other city officials, and they say they've been ignored. So they turned to Fox 11 News so we could shed light on their problem. You want to have a fight? In Sherman Oaks, California. You think I'll play when I say you got to die? You really got to die. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. First off, again, I'm going to say it. Why are they calling a news station? They should be calling the police. You know why? Because the police are tired of going to these type of calls. They, they probably hear and see these type of calls every single fucking day. Dozens upon dozens. They're not going to do nothing. They're not going to put them in mental facilities. This is crazy, man. The homelessness crisis. You got to get your half-naked ass out of my restaurant right now. Has business owners closing up shops and employees fearing for their safety. Look at that. They've dealt with fires caused by the unhoused. Aggression on a daily basis. Fear for my staff. I fear for my guests. I don't know from one way, one day to another what's going to happen. Like this man who openly defecates on Ventura Boulevard, and on this day tosses. Let me let, let me just tell you quickly what's going on for the people listening. There's a guy basically. He's got his ass against the the window of the storefront. And he's taking a shit in a bag and he's wiping his ass. And he's about to throw it at the guy. It's crazy. This is a bag of his bodily waste onto business owner Paul Scrivano's SUV. Every single day, every single morning, I'm wiping that off my property before I have to do business. Sir, why are you throwing feces at people? Who? You threw feces Who? at this gentleman. This guy has to understand. I'm half paralyzed. He's standing. I'm blind. I have no cart for nine years. We offer to help the man with. He's had no cart for nine years. He says he's disabled. He's standing up. He doesn't look like he has mobility issues. He seems pretty functional. He's shitting in a bag and able to walk over to the guy's SUV and throw the fucking crap on his car. Doesn't look like a disabled person to me. Maybe in the head, but physically, no. Services for the homeless, but sir, do you need help? The city is offering help. Every day is like another adventure of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. It is like a psych, <laughs> literally a psych ward. Scrivano, owner of Blue Dog Beer Tavern, has had about all he can take. That's okay. Pooping on the street, peeing on the street, having sex on the street, making threats without a weapon. Is okay now. Many business owners are at their wits' end. They're not getting the responsiveness that they need and that they deserve. 
Attorney Larry Slade is the chair of the Homelessness Committee for the Sherman Oaks Homeowners Association. Individual homeless people will camp out in front of a store, make it their home, bring their possessions, use it as a bedroom, use it as a bathroom. In the morning when the business owners come to open up, they have to try to deal with a homeless person literally blocking um, entrance to their business. And then they have to deal with cleaning up hazardous waste right in front of their business, right in Sherman Oaks. Let me tell you something, man. That shit would not fly. If I'm paying hella taxes on property, a business owner paying all those taxes and everything like that, nah, man. That is not flying, man. If, 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 if the city won't do anything, the county won't do anything, nobody does anything. Street justice. Now, I heard a story where um, it was out of San Francisco where some business owner had the same damn problem. And what he did was he rigged up some sort of sprinkler system up high and, and it was motion detected. Anybody that would, you know, plop their fat asses down on the ground or did anything in front of his store while the store was closed, and you know what I mean? Overnight, uh, if anybody, you know, did that. The sprinkler would trigger and shoot water down, and it kept people from, you know, like stray cats. It would have kept the kept them away. That's what you got to do. I mean, if that doesn't work, and you know, these people pull up a you know an umbrella or something like that and still stay there, I mean, I'd have to you know drag their asses out onto the ground or drag drag them out into the street, throw them into a box truck, and send them over to the whoever's responsible for allowing this to happen. Right? Put it right. Put the problem right in front of their home. You know what I mean? I mean, come on, what are we doing here? Right on Ventura Boulevard. It's mostly the criminal aspect of the homeless and unhoused. Theo Mavro is the owner of The Sherman, a restaurant bar. He says customers enjoying their meals are constantly harassed. <laughs> Literally come by and just Crazy. grab something and, and carry on. That happens all the time. And even more disturbing is the violence. Theo's host was recently involved in an incident. So my manager had to step in the middle and get um, get the person off of her, and he got hit, he got assaulted, and one of the guests got hit in the face. This happens. While we were conducting interviews on Ventura Boulevard, we repeatedly offered to connect the unhoused with much-needed services. Do you, do you need help? Do you need help? Eva, are you okay? Do you need any help? You're not interested in housing? No. Okay. You gotta force these people. You have to force these people. They're not gonna do it willingly. They're mentally fucked up. They don't know up, down, left, or right. They can't distinguish that. You know what I mean? They're out of their minds. They can't. They can't care for themselves. You gotta force these people to care. You have to. It's becoming hazardous not only for them but for the public. What are we doing here? Thank you, sir. Scrivano points to an Thank obvious you. fact. Many unhoused people are in desperate need of mental health assistance. Yeah. Scrivano says leaving them out on the streets like this is simply irresponsible, cruel, and dangerous for everyone. Right. In your opinion, what's the solution? The solution is that person who thinks he works for the FBI and who terrorizes my neighborhood is given the choice as to whether he wants housing or not. It's not a choice anymore. When people are suffering, you give them care. If they're really suffering, you pull them into care. Right. 
or you lose them. Right. These frustrated Sherman Oaks business owners say they've repeatedly called police and city officials. They say their pleas for help have fallen Look on deaf ears. There is anger in the community. It is palpable, and we want it addressed proactively, and we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that that happens, including leaning on any elected official. L.A. City Councilwoman right. Nithya Rahman represents the 4th District, which... This is this woman right here that you're looking at right here, if you're watching. This woman needs to be fired immediately. You got to hear what this woman says, what her excuse is about all this. It's amazing. Okay, I, I can't believe people like this are being voted in. Who asks for this? She must have lied her way <laughs> to the voting booth. I mean, she had to convince people that she was the right person for the job. She had to lie her, lied her way to the job. Had to have. She's in, she's incompetent. I say you take all these, these, these maniacs, these dirty maniacs, you drag them into a box truck and drop them off in front of her home. That's what you do. Which includes Sherman Oaks. Business owners say they have repeatedly called, emailed, Useless. and tagged her on social media posts. Scrivano sends her office videos of the homeless making threats and going to the bathroom on Ventura Boulevard. Scrivano says he was told to stop sending such graphic material. Nithya Raman does not care. Nope. She does not care. The reality is that people who are experiencing homelessness are still individuals who are there on the streets because they don't have a home. We caught up with Councilwoman Raman at a public... And, and that's not going to make a world of difference. I mean... These people, you can you can build all the apartments you want and everything. They don't know how to operate. You know, they're not responsible enough to operate. You know, live in a, an apartment. They don't know how to pay bills. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't know how to vacuum a floor, wash windows. They break windows. They dirty up the floors. <laughs> they know how to do that. They don't know how to wash windows. They don't know how to vacuum floors. They don't know how to. You know, they're not self sufficient. These people are lost. And you're just leaving them out there. You're, you're throwing them sleeping bags and tents and all that other shit. That, that's not doing them any good. You got to put them in facilities. It's, it's a lock. Come on. Event after fruitless attempts to set up an interview. The business owners are tired yeah. of having someone block their business. Yeah. How would you like it if somebody threw feces at you? Yeah. I mean, I obviously would not like it. And to Aww. anybody who's experiencing these issues, I, you know, I have the, the deepest of sympathies and empathy. This issue no, is a humanitarian crisis and it's a crisis for the entire city of Los Angeles. That's your fault. If you were being proactive about uh, and do actually something about it rather than hiring a bunch of nonprofits to go out there on the street and drop off free sleeping bags and tents to these people, because that's what's going on. They do it here all the time. I see it all the time. Got maniacs running around half naked, screaming and shit. It, where I live now, they don't have problems like that. But where I came from, it was out of control. These people don't care. I don't, I don't know why. They just don't care. I'd be flaming mad if I was paying taxes for as a business owner, especially in LA County. It's got to be outrageous. Those the taxes they pay. It, it has to be. Raman says the only way to solve this that. crisis is to fix the problem that leads to homelessness, and that she says is lack of housing. No matter no. how many times no. you move them from one location, 
they are still people who don't have homes, and so they're simply going to move down the street. No, no, you put them in facilities for the mentally insane or whatever, mental facilities, homeless shelters, drug and alcohol treatment centers, that's what you do. That's the first step in becoming self-sufficient. You don't sit there, throw them sleeping bags, say, oh, it's okay, it's okay, and pat them on the head. Or they don't want to go into a shelter because they don't want to abide by the rules. These people are way out of touch. I don't know why you people in L.A. are voting for people like this. She must have bullshitted her way to the job. She must have. She must have lied to all of you. Oh, my Lord. Where's the compassion? Where is the compassion in leaving someone on the street when they clearly cannot help themselves in any way? And th I, I, I don't believe that anyone who is suffering from mental oh. illness should not be receiving the care that they deserve. But with only one mental health what? outreach team in the San Fernando Valley funded by the county, too many people are staying exactly where they are without any help. The rights of the homeless cannot exceed the rights of the homeowners and the business owners. Yeah. There has to be a balance between those two rights. And right now, that balance is tipping mightily in favor of the homeless to the detriment of the people that live here and work here. We're not insensitive to these issues, but it's yeah. gotten to the point where it's beyond control and something has got to give. Councilman Rahman says that she's only been in office for a year and a half, and this problem has been around for many, many years. She says it cannot be solved with a magic wand. Let me tell you something about the magic wand thing. That's what they said about Trump. That's what Obama said about Trump, about the economy and the jobs and all that stuff. He says, uh, in reference to Trump, oh, he can't fix the problem with just a magic wand. Well, guess what? He did. <laughs> so, yeah, you can you just got to do it. But they don't want to do it. You want to know why they don't want to do it? They want to keep the problem going. They want to keep the chaos going. That way, in, you know, in their minds, they'll think, you need them. As long as there are, there's a problem, then they feel you'll need them. If you were to solve that problem, if you were to solve this problem with the homelessness and stuff like that, there would be no use for them. So they got to keep the problem going. In fact, they got to make it even worse. So that way, they feel you need them. That's what this is. It's bullshit, man. I would have her fired. Big time. L.A., wake up. Gascon, you got, you got that guy for three or four more years. Ooh. 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 <laughs> That's no bueno. Mm. That is absolutely amazing. I can't believe it. Here's something. Martha's Vineyard Church answered call to help migrants. We can take in, uh, take in all. Oh, now they can take them in? <laughs> after, after they were shipped off the island, now they can help them. Perfect timing. Fucking nuts. <laughs> At least one group of Martha's Vineyard rallied to aid the 50 migrants who touched down in the island for two nights, less than 48 hours, all told, last week. The unexpected visitors spent two nights. What happened? What happened? My screen went. What the hell happened? What the hell happened? What the living fuck happened? 
fuck just happened? I don't know if you guys heard that. What was going on there? My fucking computer screen just crashed on me. <laughs> it literally crashed on me. Holy shit. I gotta edit that out. Holy fuck. That was crazy. Now it's back on. I don't know what happened. I got I got some sort of fucking loose cord in the back of my monitor. Oh my god. It's going to be one of those days. Anyhow, back to what I was saying. It just says right here, it, it was not for lack of wanting to help, but for lack of physical space on the island itself, she said. Oh, wait, let me start from the beginning. I, I got totally fucking twisted. My computer screen had totally went blank. It was like I'm, I'm blind. <laughs> it's crazy. Let me bring this up. Start over. This is coming from New York Post. Ugh, I'm so distracted right now. Martha's Vineyard St. Andrew's Episcopal Church sheltered 50 migrants for two nights. It says at least one group of Martha's Vineyard rallied to aid the 50 migrants who touched down on the island for two nights, less than 48 hours, all told last week. The unexpected visitors spent two nights taking shelter in the rec rectory hall of St. Andrew's Episcopal Church in Egertown, Massachusetts, and were cared for by its members, quoting, there were people who needed help, and the mission of our church is to help people in need to do what Christians are supposed to do, church warden Barbara Rush told Fox News Digital. When the migrants arrived, authorities called Reverend Father Chip Seadale, <laughs> but he was off-island, Rush said. So she sprang into action to rally support for the migrants from church members and others in the community, she said. They, the authorities, asked if the church could take in some of the migrants' parish musician, Charles Rush, told Fox News Digital, quoting, uh, I guess it would be abbreviated, Father Seadale answered, No, we can take in all of the migrants. The 50 migrants spent two nights on the island before state authorities had them bust and ferried to Joint Base Otis on Cape Cod on the Massachusetts mainland. Russ said the island of Martha's Vineyard is not equipped to provide long-term care for the migrants who had been flown from Florida to the island a week ago. You know, that's bullshit. I've seen, I, I, I seen a lot of interviews. I, I was watching some interview with a woman who's a resident on the island, a permanent resident, and she says they got plenty of room. Many of those homes are vacation homes. They're empty. Obama's backyard could have easily, they could have popped up some tents. And took those people in. They're bullshit. They're a bunch of fucking hypocritical bigots. That's what they are. <laughs> oh my god, man. I'm just looking at these pictures. I mean, you look at the people, that, except for this one guy. I don't know, is it this guy? Where's he at? There's this guy. I don't know if it's this guy. There was one guy that, that was in video. And he looked pretty crazy. He probably scared a lot of them. But for the most part, they just look like regular people. Now the, all the libs are saying, oh, they're using them as political pawns. Oh, they're, they, they look horrible. You know, they're all upset and distraught. And 
it's a it's a horror show for the migrants. No, man. Let me tell you something. I'm a migrant. You give me a free ticket to that place. <laughs> man, I'm loving it. <laughs> so what do they do? They pat them on the back, take pictures with them, and then put them on buses and ferries and move them to a military base. They call the National Guard for 50 of them. They got thousands upon thousands daily down at the southern border coming into Texas. Those border towns are flooded. People on the streets laid out. Come on, man. Sorry, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying what you're selling, okay? It's fucking nuts. Uh, Moving on, DeSantis is Trump's dim-slaying Frankenstein monster, and they're heading for a deadly showdown. (laughs) That's from Pierce Morgan. I guess he's got an opinion. Aaron Judge has touching moment with wife after historic home run. I don't I don't care. I think Aaron Judge is from around here actually. He is from around here, I think. Hmm. 20-year-old who caught Aaron Judge's 60th on how he got a piece of history. It was a mad pile. <laughs> I guess he broke a record. Home run. I don't know. It says, watch the chaotic fight for Aaron Judge's 60th home run uh, home run ball. So that's what it was. I guess he hit 60 home runs in a single season. It's pretty damn good. Well, of course you know I'm going to go check that out, right? I don't know. Do I really want to? No, I don't. I, I don't want to watch I I can imagine how it is. It's not a big issue for me. Hmm. This is kind of interesting. Oscar-nominated actor secretly enters jiu-jitsu competition and wins. I wonder who that is. Just says he's not just a tough guy on screen. Actor Tom Hardy shocked a group of martial artists in England after he secretly entered a jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu competition over the weekend. Uh, and it does have video, it looks like. Let's take a look at this real quick. I'm just going to see what what we got here. I guess he took him out. It looked like he put him in some sort of chokehold or something. And just took him out. Good for him. I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't fuck with the guy. <laughs> I'm too old for that shit nowadays. Maybe ten years ago I would have gave him a run for his money. Maybe. Not now. Too damn old. Hair's getting gray. Kind of tells you the whole story. Shakira breaks her silence on incredibly difficult Gerard Peak split. I don't know what the hell that's all about. Wasn't she wanted for tax evasion or something like that? Mm. Trump Tower wants to evict business school, co-founded by Chris Jenner, reports say. All right, here's a story. It says, Grandfather of 11 steps in to help woman during armed robbery. It's come from New York Post. 
quickly, it says a brave Texas grandfather stepped in to help save a woman from being carjacked at gunpoint, the 73-year-old, wow, whom local outlet KHOU later identified as Simon Mandela Sr. noticed the woman being choked by the alleged suspect outside a check-cashing business in Houston on September 7th. According to police, the woman left the check-cashing business and approached the truck when the armed suspect demanded the keys to her 2011 GMC Sierra. Footage released on Monday captures Mancilla's violent confrontation with the suspect when he notices the woman is in danger, quoting, I open my window, hey man, don't make a problem, Mandela Sr. told the outlet. Uh, it's got some video. As you can see, there's a still shot right there. It's 73, man, checking in. Look at this guy. He looks like he got a... Just the, the screenshot shows him. This looks like he's got a right hook right to the guy's head. Mandela Sr., a grandfather of 11 children, tried to pull the suspect out of the vehicle, but was pistol-whipped on the head and was left needing stitches. The suspect, who remained unidentified as, the, as of Wednesday morning, fled in the stolen pickup truck. The truck has yet to be recovered, and the suspect remains on the loose. So let's check this video out. The guy queued up, ready to go. Not that video. <laughs> this video. Let's see what's going on here. I don't know what if you if anything you guys listening will be able to make out, but basically it's just a it's just a video of the guy running up to a truck and I guess trying to yank him out. Let's take a look at this real quick. He's bleeding. Oh. Oh. Oh my God, bitch! Like he really has a gun. We're here in an airline in Parker. What the f Somebody's coming. Yeah, somebody's coming to help him. What the f bro? Move car dang. Yeah, mm. the only he's driving. Oh. oh. He went him over? No, he fell. That's pretty wild. As a, as you heard, these gals are recording this, and it looked like the old man was pulled out of his truck, and the guy had jumped in already. And as the old man was trying to yank the the perp out of the truck, the guy in the truck was hitting him with the the gun. And another gentleman at the end of the video comes running over, uh, black gentleman, younger guy, of course. He looks much younger. From what I see, he just came over there and was trying to help the guy out. So, good for him. Let's take a look at this video game. Pretty amazing that the guy has, I mean, 73. Jesus Christ. One more time. He's bleeding. Oh, my God, bitch. Like, he really has a gun. We're here in an airline in Parker. What the f***? Somebody's coming. Yeah, somebody's coming to help him. There. There's the guy. Yeah, so ugly. He's driving. He run him over? No, he fell. Wow. It's pretty amazing. Poor guy. It says, uh, it says, uh, let me see real quick. According to police, the woman left the check cashing business and approached her truck when the armed suspect demanded the keys to her 2011 GMC. I, I had mentioned that. Um, 
I opened my window. Hey, man, don't make a problem. I think I just read that. Well, there's another video right here. I guess this is after he got carjacked. And uh, let's take a look at this. It's on YouTube. Hold on. Let me cue this up. Yeah, it looks to be some sort of news report about it. Let's, let's take a listen to this and see what they say. This is come from Channel 11, KHOU. Let's take a listen. Police are searching for the gunman who beat a grandfather trying to help a young woman. Yeah, she was being attacked and robbed when the senior citizen rushed in to help her. This happened hmm. on Airline near Parker in North Houston. The young woman had just... Okay, I guess it was a woman who owned the truck. And then the old man was trying to help. And then that's when he got pistol whipped trying to pull the perp out. Okay, got it. Just walked out of a check cashing business there. Sherman Chow has the story you'll only see on KHOU 11. Sherman? Yeah, Len, Simon Mancia is 73 years old, father of three, grandfather of 11, and a good Samaritan who ended up risking his life to help someone else. A cell phone camera caught the attack. Bleeding. Ooh. Oh my God, like he really has a gun. HPD released this cell phone video of an armed robbery and assault on Wednesday, September 7th. It was about 12.30 p.m. A young woman had just left a check-cashing business on airline when the robber grabbed her. Mancia was in his truck and intervened. Open my window. Hey, man, no problem. Don't, don't make a problem. Turned out the crook was armed and forced Mancia out of his pickup. The guy gets into my dad's truck, finds the keys, turns on my dad's truck, and tries to take off. That's my dad. Was trying to pull him out of the truck. The crook pistol whipped the 73 year old several times and Mancia fought back. Yeah, I saw him. You, you hit him yeah, pretty good. Huh? Three, three or four times. What the wow. Somebody's coming. Yeah, somebody's coming to help him. Two other Good Samaritans tried to help, unknown to Mancia. His eyes were full of blood, so he couldn't see anyone. The retired construction worker needed medical attention and several stitches. His 2011 GMC Sierra pickup with plates RKJ3241 was stolen. No tiene miedo. With all that, you aren't but, afraid? Well, yeah, but I don't have any choice. Simon Mancia wants his truck back and the crook caught. If you can help, please contact Crime Stoppers. That's amazing, man. That is amazing. I guess if you're at the age of 73... You're just willing to take a risk with anything. I mean, the guy had a gun, you know. Not too many people would just run up to somebody with a gun and just start trying to beat the shit out of the guy, <laughs> you know. But if you're at 73 and you're about ready to take a dirt nap pretty soon, you know, what the hell, you might as well save a life, you know what I mean, or whatever. I mean, for a pickup truck, I don't know. Is it really worth it? It's amazing. I don't know. I, I, I have to ask myself, would I be doing something like that at my age? No. 73? Yeah, probably. Got nothing else to lose. But, I mean, God bless that guy, man. I mean, he got a couple of good shots in there. And, and shout out to those people that helped him out, you know what I mean? So, pretty amazing. Here's something. Dilbert author claims woke mob is coming for his comic strip as it's removed from 77, uh, 77 papers. Hmm. It's interesting. Dilbert author Scott Adams, who has been drawing the comics since 1989, said the strip that pokes fun at office culture was wiped from nearly 77 newspapers. Lee Enterprises, which owns nearly 100 newspaper companies in the U.S., terminated the contract with Dilbert for unknown reasons, reports Fox News. Quoting, it was part of a larger overhaul, I believe, of comics, but why they decided 
what was in and what was out, that's not known to anybody except them, I guess, said Adams, who noted and coincidentally happened after incorporated wokeness into his stories. <laughs> well, why not? The artist said several other comic strips were also canceled by Lee Enterprises, but each decision was made individually. The Post reached out to Lee Enterprises and Adams for comment, quoting, Dilbert has appeared in thousands of newspapers across the U.S. and has spawned over uh, several Dilbert-themed calendars, books, and even a TV show that ran from 99 to 2000. Recently, Adams started poking fun at the ESG movement, also known as the Environmental, Social, and Governance Movement, <laughs> Fox reported. And in the most recent strip from Tuesday, he introduced a new character named Dave, who is black but identifies as white. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Quoting all of the, all of the wokeness and anything that's pre premed, premeded premeded I don't know from ESG so that stuff made its way into the business world and then it became proper content for Dilbert Adams said and it's got a picture of him at his desk yeah I, I know the Dilbert comics I, I used to you know they they need to bring back stuff like this you know what I mean. I love, when I first did this podcast, that's all I did was, you know, read from paper, from newspapers. I didn't, I didn't look at stuff, you know, through, uh, you know, internet or anything when I first started this. It was, I always had a, a newspaper delivered to my front door with a cup of coffee. I like doing that. I'm old school, all right? Sue me. You know, I had two, paper, two newspaper jobs <laughs> when I was younger, so, you know, I, I like newspapers. I still like that, you know, dark ink on my fingers. I like the smell of ink on my fingers. I was a printer by trade, you know. Just this is who I am. You know, if you want to look at a screen all day, that's entirely your choice. But I, I miss those comics, you know. That was the best section of the newspaper, especially in Sundays, you know. Kids my back in the, in my day, we used to love the Sunday comics, man. I don't know. Quoting the problem is that people see that even though it's a workplace related joke, but it's more about how they implement it, according to Adams. Several newspapers complained to him that their readers were not happy with the content, but he was not sure if that had anything to do with the removal of Dilbert. Quoting, what, what I do is I talk about how the employees handle the situation. It's not about the goal of it, but that's enough to make people think that I must be taking sides politically, exclaimed Adams. You know, here's just another example, man. If you don't like what you're reading, don't read it. <laughs> if you don't like what you're hearing... Don't listen to it. If you don't like what you're watching, turn it. It's simple. I don't know who these people. What, what is it? Who who are these people? What enterprise? What the hell is the name of this place? What what are they called? ESG. I, I guess that's that stupid. These these people. Lee Enterprises. Shame on these people. Fuck Lee Enterprises. I wouldn't take. I wouldn't be worried about these these jerk offs. It's ESG where, or the environmental, social, and governance movement. Who the hell are they? Was <laughs> it about probably about five, ten people, maybe a dozen at most? Nobody's ever heard of these people. Come on, man. Yeah, screw them, man. If I was like a Dilbert guy, I'd say, yeah, fuck you. I mean, the guy's rich already anyway. I'd just cash out and say, yeah, fuck these people. Probably do his own thing, you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, let me just finish this up. We're at, yeah, we're at the hour mark. All right, guys. Let me end it right here. 
because I got a lot I got to do. I have to get out of town. All right, guys. Let me just say thank you very much for listening and or watching. I really do appreciate it. Make sure you go over to my Rumble page and, Twitter, and my YouTube page for all my videos or any any stuff that I drop like from this podcast. Like I did uh, my uh, video with the guy of the hatchet, the axe, whatever. <laughs> That's a crazy video. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. You can find the link to that at my Twitter page at the Real WOD. Go check that out. I'd appreciate it. Uh, I was going to make this a short episode. Never ever turns out that way. But hey, stuff happens, right? All right, I'm done. I'm out of here. And I am a ghost. You guys have a wonderful day. Stay safe out there. Don't drink and drive it. Blah, 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 blah. You know the whole routine. And I will talk to you guys soon, probably on Friday. All right? Appreciate you. Peace out, everybody.